0: West Community Church, living life as friends with faith through knowing God, loving others, and making a difference. Well, good morning to everyone. Try that one more time. Uh, Good morning to everyone. Oh, that's so much better. I feel so good being here with you on this day and um, offer a word of blessing and thanks to Pastor Ross for the kind invitation. Uh, and in his absence, I continue to pray for him and lift him up. It's good to have brothers in ministry that uh, when one calls, we answer, and uh, we know that we're all in this thing together. Uh, thank you, Dr. Lutz, for the kind uh, introduction. Uh, you're always so good to me. Uh, thank you for your friendship as well. And I'm also glad to, to see uh, Phil and Melissa Schaefer. Thank you for your friendship and bless you for all that you are for the kingdom. I bring you greetings on behalf of the church at North Point where, um, you know, I, I, they call me pastor loosely, but they only see me uh, here and there. Um, I tease them quite often because my wife is the real uh, strength and pastor in that ministry, but uh, they just put up with me uh, when they can, so I say hello to you from them as well. Um, I want to lift up a passage of scripture that may be familiar to some from Paul's letter to the Romans in uh, chapter 8, beginning with verse 19, and it reads like this. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have... We wait for it patiently. Would you all pray with me? Father, we are grateful for the opportunity that you extend to us as your people, as the body of Christ, to gather on this Lord's Day in worship, in fellowship, and in moments where you allow us to hear from you. I pray, Lord, in this moment that you would use me, that someone's life would be touched and changed by your word. We're ready to hear from you, God. Now bless your people to the end that you might be glorified in all that happens. God, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength, O Lord, our Redeemer. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you all indulge me and help me uh, preach this on this morning and, and just repeat these words after me. Lord, I'm ready for what you're doing. I have no doubt in my mind that the Lord is up to something special these days. No doubt in my mind that there is so much activity happening in the spirit and behind the scenes, really things that we haven't even begun to think about, begun to see, because that's the kind of God that we serve. I believe that there is a real harvest field that is available for those who call ourselves children of God, people of God, for the church today to bear the witness to what all God is doing in this world today. I believe that there are multitudes of people, multitudes of lives, just lying in wait, ready to enter into this fellowship and into this life that the Lord has so graced us with. And so we get to be the witnesses to that. We get to be the vessels and the instruments to be able to help somebody else come into the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a great opportunity, for sure, for us to become a, a great house that's overflowing with the fire of God and outpouring with the Spirit of God and the presence of God so that this world could literally be changed because we are alive in it. There's something happening in the Lord today. And I need to tell you, what God is doing is really not going to come about by nice programs that we put on. It's not going to happen by clever human plans. It's not going to happen by fancy marketing or even just talking about it. No, what God is doing now in this critical time more than ever is allowing us to be a part of something big that really is larger than us, it's greater than us, and we simply get to have a hand in it. So more than ever, we need to be about the Father's business. Amen? We need to be praying. We need to be seeking God's face. We need to be making ourselves available to all that God wants to do. More now than ever, so that the Spirit of God, so that the power of God, so that the truth of God may be made real and evident for others to see. Yes, we're on the verge of something great. And, you know, it's not something other than what we're already working with, because everything that God wants to do, God is doing in us and with us right now. How many of y'all believe that God continues to be good to us? Am I the only one? God continues to be so gracious to us and to pour out so much into our lives and simply invites us to be a part Of what he's doing. And so we experience. The grace of God. We experience the wonder of God. And the wonderful things. That God is doing. But the longer I live. The more I find. That that's only part of the story. Because along with this. Grace filled life. That we are allowed to live. Comes struggle. Am I the only one who has to struggle sometimes? Maybe somebody under the sound of my voice right now is right in the middle of things that you're wrestling with, things that you're struggling with, that just don't seem to be compatible with this greatness and this goodness that God has poured into our lives. It's always a struggle. For even in the best of times, we find that life still gives to us challenges that we have to face. Life is sweet, but yes, life is also bitter. We signed on for joy, but we find that we also have to contend with the pain that comes with just being alive. Even in the midst of good things that are happening all around us, there is the unpleasant, there's the unfortunate, there's the unwanted that is just as real as God's goodness. Yes, we can enjoy the blessing of God, but each day that we are blessed to open up our eyes, we also have to deal with the stress, with the anxiety, with the worry, That goes along with being alive. I believe, though, that everything that we go through is for a reason. That there is tremendous purpose that then leads to great potential. But there's something significant, something special that God is doing in and through our lives, even with the struggle that we have to face. In everything that we're going through, there's a reason. And that's not just some cute Christian platitude that I offered to you today. It's not just some religious saying, but, but there's something special that God is doing in us even through the struggles that we face. I think that's the context of what Paul is getting at when he was talking not only to the church at Rome thousands of years ago, but the same words that he's speaking to us today. That that we ought to be encouraged to live the life that God gives to us while still having to go through the challenges of our day-to-day existence. So Paul talks about how it is that all creation is in labor, pushing and waiting and struggling, imprisoned because of the broken communion that we had with God and with one another and trying to be all that God is calling us forth to be. You remember back in the Garden of Eden, because Adam and Eve broke fellowship with God through their rebellion, the entire creation fell. And all of us who are part of humanity had to likewise suffer the consequences. We're struggling. We're struggling. In small ways, in great ways, we're struggling. We could put a label on the things that we have to deal with. We struggle vocationally. We struggle financially. We struggle relationally. We struggle in many, many different ways. But even in the midst of that struggle, God is doing something great. So we can say, just as Paul said in verse 18 that we didn't read, he says, I reckon that the struggling, the wrestling, the problems, the issues of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in me. In other words, we wrestle, but the best is yet to come. I wonder if we can just grab hold of that right now and just say the best is yet to come. No matter what I face, the best is yet to come. No matter what things I'm struggling with, the best is yet to come. No matter how long we may have been struggling and with what we have been struggling, the best is yet to come. No matter what we've lost, no matter what we've had to give up, no matter what things have been taken from us, the best is yet to come. And I've come by with a word of hope for all of us who are gathered here today to hang in there a little while longer because we're waiting on the best that is yet to come. Even though life gets crazy and in many ways doesn't make sense sometimes, God is working and the best is yet to come as we let God lead us. But with that leading comes the struggle. My, I wonder sometimes, Mary, why we have to struggle. Seems to me that if God were God, he would just wave his mighty hand and correct everything that's wrong. Seems to me that because God is so good and so gracious to us, that that he has the power To take everything that's off, everything that's incorrect, everything that is not as it should be, and make it as it should be. But yet, he allows us to struggle. Why? Why, God, is this necessary? Why do I have to go through the things that I'm going through, the brokenness and the pain, the wrestling every day of my life? Why, God? Shouldn't things be easier? Shouldn't things be better? Why, God, do you have us struggle? Well, one thing I understand is that the reason God allows us to struggle is get this, because our struggle works to manifest who God is in our lives. You see, without struggle, I'm not sure that we would allow God to be revealed in us in a way that only struggle can accomplish. God wants to be seen in our lives, but if God were to just let us stay on easy street, perhaps we would never see all that God is, and really, we would not see all that God is able to do, except we allow ourselves to engage this struggle, just like a precious baby being formed in the womb of a mother, just like... A butterfly is trying to break out of a cocoon to uh, reveal to the world all that beauty and all of that wonder. So it is that we as people of God have to wrestle because something is trying to emerge from our lives. Something about God is trying to be seen and revealed in the life that we live. We need to learn that, that you know what, God knows what God is doing. Now, I know some of y'all didn't like that. Because when we think about the things that are happening in our lives, they're only happening because God has allowed it to be so. And the fact that God has allowed it to be so means that there must be some purpose behind what it is that God is doing. And that very thing that God allows in our lives is because He wants to be seen in us. Wow. We have to learn how to trust him and keep struggling because he's showing himself in us. You know, he's been taking care of folks a lot like us for longer than we have been alive. He knows what he's doing. And in this process, he's doing something and taking us somewhere. That as we are being changed, as we are being formed, He is being revealed in us. And that, my friends, is the process of redemption. The fact that, that the longer we live, the closer we stick to God, the more we start to look like Him. And that takes great wrestle and great struggle. Ever stop to think about how it is that God is being revealed in you through the things that you have to go through. His nature is coming through yours with the good decisions that you make. His life and His light is being revealed in you to the degree that you allow the things to happen in your life and you still make your way through it. You know it's the grace of God when you can forgive somebody even before they say they're sorry. And when you do that, you start to look more like God. You know it's the love of God when you can love somebody that you don't even like. That's God at work bringing Himself through you. You know it's the power of God when you can put up with some things that you never thought that you could bear. That is God revealing Himself in you. And so we wrestle. And so we struggle because we want to look more and more like Jesus. And without that struggle, it perhaps would not be Happening in the way that God would have it happen. But you know what? I also know that we struggle because our struggle helps give substance to our searching. Everybody on the planet is looking for something. Everybody, whether saved, unsaved, knows God or doesn't know God, is searching For something. Everybody's on a lifelong quest, whether they know it or not, to not only become like Christ, but on a quest to fill the void that is inside of their lives, on a search to become all that God has destined them to be. And so, we're hoping for something that is ahead, but as we hope For that. It takes us on a journey and it's that very hope that gives substance to the searching that we're doing. Paul raises a couple of neat questions. He says, who hopes for what he already has? In other words, hope would be unnecessary if we already had what it is that we're hoping for, but we have hope because we're on a pathway to the very thing that God has promised. And hope that is seen really is no hope at all. So God says hope. And when you hope, you're set on a journey in the direction of the very thing you're hoping for. Listen, none of us in here has already arrived. We're all on a journey. And that journey encompasses our entire lives We have to walk, we have to forge ahead, we have to push forward because of what it is that we're hoping for. And sometimes the journey gets tiring. But when you know what you're hoping for, it gives meaning to every step along the way. A few months back, I was headed back from D.C. And it was early, and I was walking through the airport, and the airport was unusually crowded. I mean, it seemed like it was wall-to-wall people. And I had to make my way to the gate. And then as I started walking, I noticed something that, that I hate when it happens, but my stomach started growling. I would missed dinner the night before, and, and I was walking through the airport on an empty stomach. Don't you hate that? Rumble, rumble. And I could swear that everybody next to me could hear it too. So embarrassing. But I knew I had to correct this situation. And I looked ahead and I saw a sign in bright blue letters that said Cinnabon. I began to praise God right there. Because there's something now that I have a reason to push forward for. It didn't change the fact that there were people all all around me in crowds. It didn't change the fact that the discomfort of my stomach grumbling was with me. But the fact that I saw that sign added some substance to my journey. As I moved closer to the sign, now all of a sudden the aroma filled the air. Nothing like it on the earth. And I knew I had to have a synagogue. And there was nothing and nobody that was going to stop me from reaching my destination. I wasn't there yet. But all of a sudden, my attitude about my steps along the way were made different. So it is that we in this Christian journey have such a great hope that is set before us. And though we have to contend with the various pangs that are in our stomachs for the things that we are longing for, though we have to deal with the distractions and the confusion and the commotion along the way, when we have our set hope set on what it is that God has promised, it now all of a sudden adds meaning and substance to our journey. And so we push forward realizing that God has something in store for us. I believe that he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine. But when we have that hope set before us, now it becomes real as we make our way forward. Don't be distracted by your personal predicaments because every part of the struggle gets us closer to what it is that we have hoped for. And hear me. You see, the victory, my friends, is not so much in the acquisition of a thing, but it's in the hope that causes us to act like we have somewhere to go. It's not in arriving, but it's in the meaning in the journey that pushes us forward to the place where we're traveling. So, We struggle because God wants to be seen in us. We struggle because that struggle adds meaning and substance to the journey. But the last part of this text that really speaks to me and I hope speaks to you is that we struggle because it proves that we can persevere. Bible says that to the one that endures is given the crown of life. That even though we know what we're hoping for, even though we may push forward, it's when we commit ourselves to finishing the race that makes all the difference in the world. If we have the courage to hope, we also should have the faith To wait and to endure. So the word says through Paul's eyes we wait for it eagerly and patiently and confidently. But yet we wait and we endure and we press our way forward. Hmm. That takes time. Somebody said that, uh, you can wait if you're not in a hurry. You'll catch that when you get home. (laughs) Anything worth anything requires that we wait and we push and we press, but we have to wait. Sometimes I get the courage to uh, go in our kitchen at home and pretend to bake something. I thought about baking a pound cake the other day. I don't know why I got all these food analogies. Maybe Am I making anybody else hungry? So I gathered all the ingredients, put them on the counter, Measured everything according to the recipe that my grandmother had passed down to me. Had my flour, my sugar, my baking powder, soda, salt, eggs, vanilla, everything was there. And I started mixing the batter in a bowl. Oh, it looked so good. I wanted to just drink the batter right there. But it wasn't time. Poured everything in the pan. Stuck it in the oven. And you know how it is when that aroma starts to fill the room. I could see my grandmother's face as that smell started to creep in. And I said, I'm about to enjoy this cake. Half an hour later, I looked in the oven. It was golden brown. And I reached in and I took it out, set it on the counter to cool. And I, I wanted to do a dance right there. And in a few minutes, I went to cut a piece, only to discover that what looked good on the outside and smelled good on the surface wasn't yet done in the middle. All that trouble, all that time, all that work down the drain, because I didn't want to wait. That's what God does for us. He takes his time working on our lives, working in our hearts, and helping us to be formed not just in a wonderful outside, but also on the inside. He takes his time to make sure all of the ingredients that are supposed to work for our good in our lives are on the table and ready to go. He mixes the good with the bad. He mixes the sweet with the bitter. He mixes everything together and then he allows us to struggle in our day-to-day fire. And we wait. And we wait. We ask God to get us get us out of this mess. We ask God to let us escape from the things that we have to contend with. But all the while, God says, no, it's, it's not time. I'm doing something in your life. And if I let you jump out of the struggle before it's time, you're not going to be everything that I've called you to be. But if you can just hold on, if you can just wait a little while longer if you can just persevere i will bring forth from your life everything that i've always designed and destined for it to be god has made some promises to us And in this season of great expectation, great anticipation, and as we look around and see all of the things that God is doing through his great love for us, his grace poured out, his spirit abiding with us, God says, I'm still going to allow you to struggle because there's so much more that I want from your life. Will you struggle? Will you wrestle? Will you push forward and wait? Would you bow your heads with me? Father, we thank you for the gift of your spirit as a down payment in our lives for all of the wonderful things that you have in store for us. But in this moment, we also thank you for the struggle, because we know that by our lifelong struggling in your will, Lord, you bring to pass everything that you desire to see. And so we place our lives in your hands. We trust you. Our confidence is in you alone. And no matter what things, Lord, we have to deal with, we ask you to continue walking with us by your mighty hand. Thank you for the hope that you've set before us. Now we hold on with great anticipation. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Tommy we have some questions. First question. Are tough times punishment for our misdeeds?
0: That's a great question and and I'm reminded that so much bad theology is prevalent today mm-hmm. that puts an undue weight an undue burden on people of faith that is not necessary. I'm clear that everything that happens in our world is not punishment from God, but rather a consequence of the brokenness that is in our world. Um, God does not need to send disaster. God does not need to send accidents our way. We live in a broken world. Things happen. But the wonderful thing about God is that he uses anything and everything until ultimately it's for our good. Now, the other thing I'm clear of is that punishment was satisfied at Calvary's cross. And so even if there were such thing as punishment alive and active today, it was nailed with Jesus to the cross And it's already been dealt with. And God has given us the freedom, the liberty, to be able to live out our lives knowing that his gracious hand is at work in our lives. Great.
1: Men are taught from an early age to fight through struggle. Think, boys don't cry. Sometimes that can be a double-edged sword. What's your advice for men to balance out perseverance, but also, when necessary, to seek healing?
0: That's a great question. And we have to make a distinction between what this world has taught us as the definition of manhood, uh, because the world's definition would have us think that it all depends on us, Mm. that it's all according to our own strength, our own might. But for me... A true man of God is so reliant on the resources of the Spirit of God and not on our own strength, not on our own intellect, not on our own ability to fight, that it, it puts us in a different place. So our struggle is not so much the consequence of our own doing and our own action and our own effort, but the struggle is simply embracing what God is doing and being willing to trust God through it. That's the real uh, struggle.
1: Okay. What are some practical ways I can allow God to work in me to make me more like him?
0: Um, I want to say this carefully because here's another thing that we tend to think. Our effort very often complicates what God is doing. And so for me, a very practical way to, to deal with the struggle as God is working in us is, number one, simply to embrace the struggle. And along with that, resist the temptation to take matters into our own hands. Uh, anybody like me know that when you put your hands on it, you mess it up? Okay, i Three of us in here, okay. When I try to control, when I try to push in what I think I can do alone, it tends to complicate matters. But to the degree that we can embrace what the Lord is doing and along with that have the right attitude that as I struggle through this, this is not the end, but this is simply the way in which God chooses to work in my life. We allow for greater things to come our way and for uh, better things to be revealed in us and through us. Very practically, take your hands off of it and let God work with you. Very practically, change our attitude about what's going on and what we're going through. Not back to the first question as punishment, but rather as opportunity for God to work.
1: we good? Sometimes I lose sight of the signs. Where can I look for them?
0: Another great question. They're all around us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we underestimate the signs that we see in our sister's kind face. We underestimate the sign that we see in God opening a door for us that we could never have opened on our own. Um, we see signs in the fellowship of the saints that in many ways gives us strength to keep pushing that we may not have had on our own. Um, there are signs all around us. We just have to pay attention, uh, and not so much look for specific signs, but observe the signs that God has already put in place and, and put in our pathway.
1: And the Experiencing God study is reminding a number of folks that are participating this time around that God speaks through the Bible, through prayers, through circumstances, through the church, the body of Christ, to reveal himself, his purposes, and his ways. And so God's always speaking. The question is, are we listening?
0: Yes, that's good.
1: Our tough times punishment for our misdeeds. Oh, an easy one for you.
0: <laughs> oh, that's not for you? <laughs> I I resist the word punishment Mm -hmm. and rather think in terms of consequence. And punishment seems to be something that, that while there are words in the Hebrew Bible and in the Greek Bible that would lead us to think about punishment in that way, I think everything that we're experiencing is simply a consequence of our broken relationship with God and then by association our broken relationship with one another. If even we took punishment seriously, the last time I checked, it was paid in full at the cross. And so for that reason, I tossed punishment out. Yes, we have to contend with consequences. But the punishment that was due us was already taken care of in in, uh, Jesus Christ.
1: Paul reminds us to work out our own salvation. Uh, with with fear and trembling, I think in Philippians 2 And um, in some churches, in some settings, there is this notion that whatever happens, you you caused. Or uh, even in the Bible, um, folks would ask Jesus, "Was it this man's sin or the sin of his parents that caused that?" But Jesus made it clear it was so that the glory of God could be revealed. So it goes back to the greater purpose. Yes, we live in a fallen world. And, and the consequences of our sin and the sin of others does have an impact. But it's uh, dangerous ground to assume or to say to someone else that whatever happened was because of, of your sin or the sin of others. Look at what happened to Job.
0: I speak a word of blessing and hope upon the gathered congregation. But I wonder if there's anybody in here on this morning, this afternoon, who is in an unusually difficult season of struggle. We want to pray for you today. We want to surround you with our love and with our care so that you might be encouraged and strengthened in this part of your journey. So I want to invite you, whoever you are, to just come down. If you find yourself struggling unusually in a strange place, I invite you. If you don't want to move, just simply slip up your hand. We want to call on God for you. I see your hands. Can we pray together? Father, for the abundance of your love for us, we find ourselves now in safe space. In sanctuary. And we've heard your word, realizing that you have so much in store for us. But Lord, we have to confess that sometimes the moments are more difficult than others, sometimes the mountains are too high for us to even think about crossing. Sometimes, Lord, the storms that rage in our lives get the best of us. Sometimes, Lord, we're in places where we just don't know what to do. But we thank you in this moment that your grace is sufficient. For even in moments when we are weakest, You are strong in us. And so I pray for my brothers, for my sisters, who have acknowledged the place of their struggle today. That, Lord, you would supernaturally provide them with what they need. I pray, Lord, that you would gird them up with resources that previously they didn't even know they had. I pray, Lord, that you would surround them with the right people at the right times to speak the right words. I pray that they would be encouraged. Because at the end of the day, Lord, we know that you're working in our lives and we trust you. And so as we're here before your presence... Wrap us in your arms, O God. Hold us ever so close to you. Continue the healing process of all of those wounds that we have been carrying around. Give us a sign, smaller, great, that you've not forgotten about us. And Lord, we'll continue to trust you completely with our lives. Thank you that you cause all things to work together for our good. Because we love you. Because we've been called according to your purpose. And so we rest in the finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Go in God's peace. Thank you for listening. Join us at Quest as we walk with one another in friendship while discovering the reality and goodness of God together. For more information and service times, visit us online at gotoquest.org.